Welcome to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and sitting with me to my left is my co-host, the Prince of Pixels, Nick Wright. And today we're going to be doing the 1980s TV show draft. Okay, Nick, welcome to the 1980s TV show draft. This is uh, a new format. We're kind of, well, really, it's sort of like a take on our old familiar I pick five, you pick five format. Yeah, you but, just gave it a new name. Yeah, I'm, I just thought I would dress up a little bit and. We kind of kept our list secret to each other. More yeah. Or less. Yeah, which I think it'll be interesting. Uh, we, we've always sort of um, shared, not because we wanted to be prepared for each other's answers just but just to make sure we were having unique answers yeah. so we would always kind of share our list with one another so we made sure to have extras just in case you steal mine or i steal yours yeah and i, I just thought it might be kind of fun even though this this is kind of like a sports thing the draft and i know you're a big sports fan so you immediately latched onto the idea right away <laughs> i was like what <laughs> <laughs> what was it that i said, uh, said something about a draft and you were like what I forget how it went, but I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it, it was like something about like when I think of draft, it's like yeah, I think it, of beer. <laughs> well, yeah, it was something about like how we were going to do the formatting, and I was like, I'm just thinking of beer when you say draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. Ex- I kind of had to explain the concept of a draft because, you know, I I'd kind of forgotten that you know you, that. It, like drafts are exciting to sports fans. It's like they happen once a year, and you know it's like a chance for your team to get better overnight. When you explained it, like you know, when like on a kickball team, and like you know, this person goes first and picks somebody, and then I was like, okay, I can do that, right? I was like, <laughs> whether you know it or not, Nick, you participated in a draft, and yeah, so you I mean, know. you know, I hear the term all the time, but I've yeah. never like watched one like a sports draft go down. Yeah, well, I, I watch them all, man, since I'm obviously a big sports nut. And I thought it would be, the the format could be advantageous for us even in the future is if we, you know, we're picking more or less just 10 shows. And these are any, uh, you know, any 80s show. Like, at first it was like sitcom, but then, you know, you're like, let's just do everything. Well, but um, non-animation, though. Oh, what, right, right. That's we've already kind of covered that. Yeah, and maybe there's even more to still do with animation, but yeah, we don't want to. We we might want to revisit animation yeah. again, and uh, but but where I was going, kind of with the whole format thing, was you know there are multiple rounds in a draft, and you know maybe in the future if this goes you know over well, we can have like round two, round three, whatever. But th- this can be a sitcom, a drama. Um, we kind of started out by saying the word sitcom, yeah. But I was kind of realizing, well, I, there are 80 shows that I want to say that aren't sitcoms. Yeah. You know, so. Well, all of mine originally in my head were sitcoms. And then when you'd said that, it really kind of opened things up. And I think it's going to make the show more interesting because it forced me to look at other possibilities. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that show. That that would be a great show to talk about. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, you, you have your heavy hitters, your number, you know, like the number one pick is like that ringer that's going to make your team you know really good right away and so like we both have shows that we probably considering picking right away but 
I'm I'm also thinking that you know you're gonna have some shows that I didn't think about and vice versa because mm. I surprised myself even. You know uh, there yeah, there yeah. are shows on my my you know list that I have here that I'm sure you're gonna probably think about too. But that I I think I have about four shows that I don't think you would ever think about. Yeah, like I jotted down you know the shows that like kind of first popped in my mind, and then so then I started kind of researching stuff to you know cause you forget things as you, you do know? right yeah. And I don't want to forget that I could have like, had that. Oh man, that's a that's a good one. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know I didn't even think of it. So yeah. So usually how the draft works is, you know, each team gets a pick and they go in order. But there's only two of us, so we're just going to alternate. Again, it's kind of redressing of the old format. But um, so well, you going to flip a coin or? Yeah. Well, usually the team with the worst record gets to go first. And I thought this might be a good time to bring up the whole any uh, the PlayStation Classic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so should we talk about this? Yeah. yeah okay, let's talk about this. You know, like Martin was part of that episode, but I don't. There's no need to wait for Martin just to rub my nose in the fact that I got one out of fifteen right. Yeah. So they announced <laughs> the the remaining fifteen games yeah. for the PlayStation Classic. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so I didn't do so good. Martin and I both tied with five correct answers and some of them the same some of them different mm -hmm. but you had one <laughs> and one and but to even like rub it in even more though of that one well we all three picked that one right right so, i didn't bring anything so you didn't bring yeah. anything to the table i didn't bring anything up but yeah, so let let's talk let's let's just quickly go over the list i guess real fast okay so uh Rattle arena to shinden i had that one you yeah. had that Cool Borders 2, nope, nobody had yeah. that. Uh, Destruction Derby, Martin, Martin had, had that. you know. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 7, we already knew about that. that. Yeah, that was... Uh, Grand Theft Auto... Um, I don't think any of us had that. No. Intelligent Cube, I know no. none of us had that. Yeah. Uh, Jumping Flash, we that already was knew announced. about. Metal Gear Solid was one we but all that got. that was all three, so yeah. that, that was the one that you... <laughs> that was that. the one I got. <laughs> we all three called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which, while you're on that one, let me point out, though, because... Mm -hmm. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, in my mind, was just a given. Yeah. Just absolutely just... I was with, right there with without you, Without a doubt, a given. Martin was on the fence. And, and it's a Konami game. So Metal Gear Solid, they, they've got Konami on board, so I, I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. You you can't even, like, come at it from a, you know... Like, because Kojima, there's all the heart feelings with Konami and Kojima, and they, they it's on there. Because Kojima's no longer with Konami. I mean, it could have played so well too, because there was that there's that Psycho Manus battle in Metal Gear Solid. That's like, oh, I see you play Castlevania games. Oh, and yeah. they could have rigged it to where it sees a save file on the classic. Yeah, but since it doesn't even exist, then can you just not have that? I, I guess. I, or, or will they even? Will they go to? The, I, I kind of feel like they won't go to the trouble after looking at this list. Maybe maybe they'll just take that out entirely. I don't know. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Mr. Driller, which you I know, I don't think anybody said that. But I feel it, like Martin when I saw it in his when he was cycling yeah, through games. When I saw it on the list, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. that's I could see that one. Odd World, Abe's Odyssey. I said that one. you had that yeah. Rayman, which you know, I I that was on um, like my list at one point, but yeah. I don't think I officially said it right. It's one of those games where I looked at it and thought, it, I wouldn't be surprised. I chose others over it, yeah. but it was one I definitely thought about. <clears throat> Resident Evil Director's Cut. 
which, which you and Martin both said we, Resident yeah, Evil 1. We both did it, and you were like, well, if you want to be technical, <laughs> nobody said director's cut. You were, you were busting my ball so hard, man. I was like, well, if you want to get technical, you only got four. And you're like, well, it's still one more, three more like, well, than you Mar- got. Martin and I are still tied regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Cause you were like, I'm the winner, you know, like. Oh yeah, because yeah. I made typos, like, cause I just like made a formula and then just checked them all like that, and I was like, yeah. ha ha, I got five, and Martin got three, but three, it's, yeah. it's because I had a typo on two of Martin. Right. So I was like, actually, you guys tied. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Resident Evil, you guys both yeah, so got I, that. I apologize to Martin. For that. <laughs> Rev, uh, Revelation Persona. You know, uh, Persona. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, it, Persona I, is that Revelations? Is that like a director's cut kind of thing? Like, what's well, I'm, I'm not real familiar with that. So I'm, I'm guessing is that maybe like the first of the Persona series? I don't know. Uh, peop, there, there's going to be viewers that yeah. will know, but because I, there was another like Persona game that I had considered on my list, but didn't officially put. But mm-hmm. I, it wasn't that though. Okay. Uh, but then, so Ridge, Ra- Ridge Racer Four, Type Four, we knew that. Uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. That surprises me. Mm-hmm. A little bit me, too. Yeah. I, I remember like I looking mean, at it. I love the game. Oh, you loved that game. I remember you were pretty into that game at the time. But it, it surprises me. Siphon Filter, which Martin got. Martin got, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tekken 3, we knew. That was announced. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Yeah. Way surprising. Twisted Metal, I think you, you and Martin um, both got. Or, yeah, I think we both got that. Yeah. And then Wild Arms we already knew about. So... Um, you guys together. Well, how many did you say? Unique. Like we got seven or eight out of the fifteen. Um, Martin and I combined got seven. Yeah, yeah. So that's almost half. That's not too bad. And I, I just admit it, man. Like you know, you you were giving me a hard time about the the crash games, and I, you you were you right. Put all your stock. In I crash. did. I had four <laughs> crash games, and I you know, and I had reasons to back it up. I did. You know it. You know, they were all big-time yeah, sellers. And, and I was like, I understand yeah. your reasons, <laughs> yeah. but I disagree. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, but I did think there will be a Crash game. Yeah. And there's not. I, I'm just amazed, because like, during the episode when we were recording it, you know, you or I or one of us were like, Martin's usually right about these things. And he, everything pretty much that he'd said was going to happen, happened just about. Yeah. You know, he called it. He's like... I, you know, I think they're going to cheap out on licensing. I don't think they're going to want to bump heads with games that just came out, like you know the the Crash reboot mm-hmm. or not reboot, but uh, uh, Spy- remaster Inspiro. Inspiro. Yeah. Uh, and he he's like, I think they'll fill it with stuff, just filler. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe a volume two will be an actual reality. Like I, I'm not so quick to dismiss that theory anymore. I, I'm still wondering if they would make it to where you can download content to it. Well, there was an image like, that was like maybe maybe replace games or something because you know you're gonna fill it up. I don't know how much room is gonna be on the thing. It's right. gonna fill up quick. I don't think it's yet to be said exactly yeah. like what. When I don't think they really share that with the NES or the SNES either. Hackers but, just figured it out. But maybe you could say something like, "I'll buy this game and drop this game," which you could you know you can re-download at any time. Maybe if they set it up right, I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, you know, in, in the way they worded uh, their announcement, I think it was, like, in Europe, though. I don't think it was, like, the North American ad, but it was, like, pre 20 preloaded games. So I was like, is that, does that language mean possibly that they you could load other games not to it? Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. It'd, it'd be nice to think that, but... Yeah, I, we would be giving Sony way too much credit, probably. Right. Um, but anyway, so there's that. So, like, I had the worst record. Maybe I should go first, but just, you know, just to be fair, I thought we'd flip a coin. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> you could go first. <laughs> you want me? You want to go ahead and go first? All right. In true spirit of a draft, I'll go ahead and go first. You suck. You could I go was first. terrible. <laughs> I need good shows to like make up for how bad I was at predicting. You you guys are pr- probably much bigger PlayStation guys than me, and you had your finger on the pulse way more than I did. I admit it. I, I was looking at my list, and I was like, oh, there's there's no all these games. Like I just thought I had it. You know, I had I so many. Like, you cannot. There's not enough. For, there's 15 more games to choose from, and you wanted yeah. to put like four yeah. crash yeah. games. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> right. And I had like Driver and like some other stuff on there, and Silent Hill. I was like, I know they're going to be on there. You guys are wrong. You'll see. I was way wrong. <laughs> and you, you just like sent the like link in text. It was just the announcement. Didn't say. You just kind of like put it there. Like there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to eat shit for that. I knew I was. Okay, so I'm going to pick first. So this is this is big. This is the first pick in the draft. So I got to pick something major. Um, all right. I think I'm ready. I think I know who I'm going to choose as my first pick. So for the first selection of the 1980s TV show draft, Ron selects Alf. <laughs> <laughs> Alf, the uh, for for Nick and I especially, and for many others, it was like such a seminal uh, show in in our childhood. Uh, ran from eighty six to nineteen ninety, and what what's really interesting about Alf is it was insanely popular for like three seasons, and then or maybe four, and then like all of a sudden people just didn't like Alf. Spawned a cartoon. Yeah, there were a couple of cartoon shows. A couple? Yeah, there were a couple. There, there was the one where it was just like straight up. They were on Melmac, and you know it was it was where he was from, and there were the Rhonda character, and they were major players. But then like there was another Alf show where it was just like sh- Tales. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, it was like Alf Tales yeah, or something, yeah. and they were I, I want to just say like like Robin Hood. And yeah, stuff. like public domain type stuff. So yeah. like, and and it would it would feature all the characters from the cartoon i forgot about that yeah and i you know i so yeah there was a lot of alf Mm -hmm. and uh you know when that show first came out it just was amazing i mean it was everything you know you'd want as a kid like it was it was like the muppet show like you had the star character was this alien alf and he had this really funny sense of humor and uh you know, I had like the lunchbox mm-hmm. and the Burger King toys. You still have it around here, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I still have Alf. He's he's over here. He's up over on the shelf. And I remember. Do you remember getting those toys from Burger King? Oh, absolutely. Burger King has been invaded by Alf puppets. Please help. Hey, I'm hungry. Yo, want a Whopper? No problem. Just two ninety nine and a flame broiled Whopper or large sandwich gets you your own Alf. Four different furry aliens. Each comes with his own record. Cause we're doing the mailbag drop. These aliens are friendly, but they're getting out of hand. <laughs> Hurry, just two ninety nine gets another Alf out of here. We do it like you do it at Burger King. Yeah, yeah. I had the one with the Hawaiian shirt. Oh, that's the one I wanted. See, like I had the chef. Yeah, that's the only one I had. That you had the best one. That was, and that was probably like the first one they did too. Like I, I probably got it like week two or whatever. Yeah, I love that little elf puppet. And do you remember that they came with records that you could play? Yeah, I forgot until just now, but yeah. <laughs> but they were they were pretty much just on like really thin cardboard. So you you could fit it on a record player, and it would technically play the record, but it was awful sound quality. <laughs> and I don't even remember what was... I guess they were songs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't 
But <laughs> I re- or maybe they were storybooks or something. I remember storybooks were like a big deal back in the eighties. Yeah. Um, but when you when you think of Alf, like what what is like the main thing you think of? Like what what are your top memories of of that show? He's always trying to eat the cat. Yeah, that was a weird thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Lucky, <laughs> he was always trying to eat Lucky, their neighbor, their pet cat. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they had cats on Melmac, and that was a delicacy there. And he was just always after that cat. And uh, you know, there would be scenes where he's like petting the cat. You know, he he'd have it like halfway in his mouth, and then you know, Willie would come around the corner, and he'd be like, "Oh," and was like petting, nice yeah. kitty. Yeah. Um, Alf didn't just stop there. Like, yeah, he did have his cartoon, but he would also pop up on Hollywood Squares. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, we've talked about that before. I think so. Yeah, right. He, he would be like the center square. Mm-hmm. Um, he would he would show up in these, uh, like, I want to say he hosted The Tonight Show or something. I have this vague memory of Alf hosting The Tonight Show. Or, or you know, maybe it was like an episode. There was like some kind of a comeback like a few years ago that there was like some kind of talk show or something. I never saw it though. I just kind of remember. Well, I didn't know about this. There was a, there was like a comeback show. Well, I mean, it's kind of like a space ghost kind of thing. I think Hmm. and maybe it was only online. Like I say, I never saw it. So I I don't even know. Jeez. Yeah. Well, it, it it must not have been publicized too heavily because I really don't remember. Kind of like when Spaceballs got a cartoon and it was terrible. I, I never knew about that. Yeah. It was awful. And uh, so, like, not, it, not too many people recall it. I, I just remember reading about it, you know, months leading into when the show was supposed to debut. And I knew that none of the voice actors, like, none of the original actors, obviously, John Candy's dead and Joan Rivers has passed. And uh, can't really think of anybody else that passed. But n- none of the, even the actors that were still alive, wanted nothing to do with it. Right. So, like, they had all these impersonators, like, making their voices. It was just awful. But, uh, but one thing I wanted to talk about with Alf was how sad it ended. Oh, yeah. You know, um, there was a cliffhanger. And um, so, like, all throughout the show, the, the thing is, Alf's an alien, and they're just trying to keep him out of public. But he's this kind of, like, real fun-loving guy, and he's, you know, like, sometimes the neighbor, the Offmonics, I think is what they were called, like, they would sometimes see him, yeah, but they weren't sure. Nosy neighbors. Those nosy neighbors, yeah. And so, like, the FBI, like, there, there was always this threat of being seen. And, you know, of course, Alf doesn't want to be caught, because then the government would want to capture him and dissect him and do the whole, like, E.T. thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but he gets, he gets taken by the government in the very last episode. Very dramatically, and that's it. They didn't have a season. Um, was, did it say like to be continued? And I think so. But but then it was ended. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. This this is all like you know like I I've read about these things. Like I don't even think I I think even I kind of grew out of Alf and was not watching yeah, it like, up to the end. I've seen the clip like online since. Yeah, there's like a helicopter and like it's. At but night. I never saw it at yeah. the time. That, I think that's how I've seen it. Just clips. You know, like Alf ended like this. And, you know, like I said, it was like in 1990, I was probably on to like the Simpsons or something else. You know, like Alf was kind of not cool anymore by the time it ended. Yeah. But for, man, for like two or three seasons, like you just couldn't get any hotter than Alf. Like it was just the coolest thing. Wasn't it weird when you'd see like they'd, they'd get like a little person or something yeah, and like, put him in like an Alf costume? Like the opening credits would have like where he'd like walk up and take a picture with the family. That's it, right. It was right. Like real weird looking. Yeah. It, was just, it threw you off, you know? Yeah. It, uh, was, it was not quite the same as w- the puppet. No. I don't know why, but it just never was quite the same. 
Uh, but anyways, that that was a cool show. I really enjoyed it. It's my number one pick. If we're talking eighties TV, you know, I'm just gonna get right out there and I'm taking it. It's my number one pick. Okay, <laughs> Nick, who who's gonna be your number one pick? Um, or or the second pick in the nineteen eighty well, TV show draft? You know, I mean, I, my absolute number one. I, I don't. I really don't think I can say. I think it needs to be safe for like a seventies. Okay. Um, show because I'll just leave it at this. Yeah, we it, it aired from seventy two to 83 so it was like the beginning of the 80s when it ended so. if i guess it will you confirm no we need to save it okay 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 i just i'm just want to guess so, okay but yeah there, I, there I are shows that cross decades and you know I, I think we like you said if if it if it's more if it spent more time in the 70s than the 80s then maybe you shouldn't include yeah it. so i i think maybe i better save it but All right. i i think it'd be pretty easy to figure out <laughs> i know what it's gonna be to yeah yeah what could that be so, folks 11 years so okay um so hmm. i'm gonna say for my number one Well, you you led with Alf, so I'm gonna lead with a, a sort of a similar uh, Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock, okay. So that was '83 to '87. So more puppetry. <laughs> yeah. So so more puppetry. Right? Not not the cartoon, yeah. but the not, not HBO the series. Yeah. So yeah, it had a cartoon just like Alf did. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, uh, HBO. Yeah, I I remember we'd always turn on HBO at whatever time it came on. I don't know. Yeah. And, and this is a time before HBO was like so critically acclaimed with shows every night. They yeah. didn't really have a lot of shows back in the. You know, they 80s. always had that like little thing like start up for like the the rating of like whatever the show is. That, mm -hmm. You know, and I don't remember like what description. I mean, I'm sure it was like G or whatever. But oh, what yeah, it I'm said sure. about Fraggle Rock. But I remember yeah. like something would always like come up first, and you're like, oh yeah, Fraggle here it comes Rock. Fraggle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a great theme song too. Yeah, you know, like how's it go? Yeah. So yeah, so okay, so that show ran from when to when? Uh, eighty three to eighty seven. Okay, and now I watched Fraggle Rock. I know I did, and I have fond memories of watching it. But I didn't. I don't think I had HBO at that time. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, because when I was talking with Mark, and he said that it did air. Your brother Mark, um, he's I, been yeah, on the show a few times. I forget what channel he said it was, like USA or something like that. Yeah. But Which it, would have absolutely been when I'd seen it, probably. But it was after it ended, though. It yeah. was like, you know, 88 or something, because mm -hmm. it, it was like right after it had ended. Right. That it, So, 
and it immediately went into like would syndication. Would you have waited right? that long though? I don't know. Well, okay, so you know how like HBO will occasionally do like a free preview weekend. Oh yeah, maybe so you had maybe I'd there. seen a few episodes here and there. Like I know I haven't. I, to this day, I haven't seen the entire run. Yeah, I just have memories of watching it from time to time. Oh man, it was like, I, I guess it was once a week. I don't know when it aired. Yeah, it was probably once a week. But uh, but don't yeah. know how many episodes were what? total. But I mean, it was you know like a once a week. That was show, a family right? thing. We just is that right? Yeah, we just sat down and watched Fraggle Rock. Who was your favorite character? Um, I think Boober or Wembley. I don't know. I like them all. I liked Goober. Red. Now was Goober the one that had like the Monkey. hat? Boober had the hat. Yeah, I loved him. He was him. always like washing his socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked him. Um, Red was cool. Yeah. I liked Red. Red was, was like really outgoing. Very outgoing. She had the little like kind of like, did they all have like ears? Like I'm trying to remember now how the fraggles were because like no, she had ponytails. She had, yeah, she had like these like pom-pom yeah. like, ponytails. But no, they didn't really have ears. So um, was was so like was go was it Gobu? Gobo. Go, Gobo. He was kind of like the main guy, wasn't he? Yeah. A little bit like the main character. I I think I like the uh, Mobley. No, no. Goop. Go, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the names wrong. The, See, the, I must not have watched the, it all the that two much. two girls, there was Red and Moki. Moki, yeah. I remember Moki. And Wembley was like the yellow, like crazy one. Hoover mm. was the one that washed the socks. Yeah. Gobo, the ringleader. Yeah, I liked him because he had didn't he have like kind of a Hawaiianish kind of shirt too, like or a collared shirt. Wembley did. Was that Wembley? Yeah. Okay, maybe it's him as I was thinking of it. Gobo had like a striped shirt. Okay. And okay. He, he would always kind of play his little guitars, some yeah. songs. He had the Uncle Traveling Matt. That, that was a really went, big part of the went show. To like outer space. Yeah, that was kind of like the Fraggles. Um, yeah, because tra- Traveling Matt would go out into the world. Yeah. And send so, postcards. I don't know if we necessarily have to talk about Fraggles as a show, but we might as well a little bit. So the Fraggles live in this man's base, like, well, floor, like, well, walls It's or like something? a hole in the wall <laughs> that kind of just leads to, like, I mean, it's like... It's like a cave system. It's like another dimension. Like, you pass through, like, this portal. Really. That's probably a better way to describe it, yeah. But it's, that hole in his wall is, like, how you get there. Yeah, and it was it was kind of like a mouse hole kind of thing, right? Because all of a sudden, it's like just this massive cave as soon as you go through yes. the hole. Yes, and the dog. Now, the dog was, he was like a puppet too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so like the dog was like the only one that was hip to the Fraggles. I don't think the man really ever knew about him, did he? No, not. I, I think he finally maybe saw him at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know I watched that very last episode and, and knowing full well, like this is the last episode, but I don't really remember details about it so much. I, I think he finally like saw him at that last episode. Really? I think. And what was his reaction? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> now, it's interesting. You, you talked about it because that show had an end. Like, not all shows get that an end. Yeah, where, it was you know, like, like a definitive end. A wrap it up kind of yeah. like, the, we know this is the final show. And you you knew that it was the final show. Like, you knew it going in. You were yeah, sad about that. I, I know, like, the old man was, like, moving. And okay. for whatever reason... I mean, I guess the Fraggles were sad because there would be, like, no way to get the postcards from Uncle Matt. I don't know. I don't really really remember. But um, he, anyway, whatever, like, the new house he was moving at, like, they had, like, all these moving boxes around, you know, full of stuff. And they they lifted up, like, a box, and there was a hole, like, another hole, like, exactly like the one hole, like, on the wall. 
like they revealed after they moved this box and fraggles came through and they're like oh look here's another here's here's a cave we didn't know about and they go and explore and it leads to there so it kind of ends like that they're exploring yeah, a new yeah, dimension like yeah. a new home and i think that's where almost. they kind of all met and they're all happy and whatever yeah. it, i don't really remember though was it kind of a sappy sort of ending <laughs> like yeah <laughs> I, like i kind of remember it was kind of like all this sadness that you know they're moving away and whatever <laughs> i do that all the time <laughs> <laughs> which was the red one is he Blinky? Blinky. Blinky, yeah, okay, Blinky. Oh, I was like, Red. Oh, you're not talking about Fraggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Red's very popular. Like, nostalgia-wise, I think Red's sort of the one that gets carried over the most. A lot of girls, like, I'll see them wearing, like, the Fraggle Rock shirt, obviously, when it's red. Yeah. Like, I don't ever really ever see the other ones on T-shirts and stuff. It's always red. Yeah. But, um... I don't so, know. I don't really see Fraggle Rock shirts. So. I don't see them a lot, but when I do, it's usually red. But And there was the, um... Shoot, I forget what they were called. The the big giants. I was gonna mention them. Now I can't Gor- remember Gorgs or they they kind of frightened me a little bit as a kid. They were cool. They were really cool, and they had like big bellies. I remember and- seeing like some special that was showing like how it all worked and everything. And oh, it cool! Would show like the people like inside in the outfit yeah, and yeah. like the little remotes that would like work the eyes and the right. Mouth you could tell everything. they had like that animatronic features of on the head but they yeah. were clearly somebody inside yeah, so there's like somebody else like controlling like a rc thing that yeah would, like do the mouth and everything and like job of the hut kind of like a couple people takes to it takes yeah. a couple people to bring them to life and there's another guy just kind of tromping around inside so the suit i remember there was like a there was like a younger one and I, was he usually the one yeah, that kind of junior yeah, yeah and he was kind of immature and like would get tricked by the fraggles yeah I'm gonna get you, Fraggles. Yeah, and he had that great <laughs> voice, that dopey voice, and so there. And there was a mom, I guess, that you yeah. maybe didn't hear or see. Like you no, heard her, but didn't. No, see. yeah, you see her. Okay, okay. And the dad too. That he was like the king. Did they live in like a trash, like a junkyard kind of? Well, they had like this small like castle, yeah. and there was like a trash heap that was like yeah, kind of next to their castle that. The, the all-knowing and all-wise trash heap. And it talked and yeah. stuff. Okay, that's, that's what I was going to mention. Was there, like, something that had, like, a facial feature? Yeah, and it had, it? like, the little, the two little whatever they were that would hang out with the trash heap, and they'd be like, the all-knowing yes, trash yeah. heap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to find this show, like, on DVD or something and rewatch this. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't, I must not have watched it all that much, because, like, I have vague memories of this And stuff. the doozers. The doozers are great. They're the, all, the little guys. They would like build all these structures, and the fraggles would just eat it. They're constantly building their infrastructure of like roads and bridges, and yeah, they would just. <laughs> they made like these crystal things like out of radishes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, like always, everybody always felt so bad for the doozers because <laughs> they were just sweet little like you know like. Ants, but, and like, they didn't even care. That's not, just not like, really. They just were like to build stuff. They're really. like, woohoo, time to build yeah. <laughs> on top of what they just destroyed. <laughs> and they just did it all the time. Yeah. Did, did really they ever talk about the doozers? Like what exactly was their like motivation or, you know, or that's just, that's all they were there for. Just to you know, be kind of the foil, or the, the, you know, just to build stuff. The fraggles make trouble for them. We had like a little wind up doozer. Did you really? Yeah, it's like a little plastic guy. You wind him up, and he just kind of walk along. Oh, that's awesome. Now, the Doozers kind of like remind me of Bunsen from the Muppet Muppet Show. Like, they kind of had that like smooth uh, kind of like Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can see the similarities. Know, a little bit similar. They, they, but he always reminded me of the Doozers when I would see him. Yeah. 
because uh, you know, like I don't know, they were just cute. They're kind of close to the same color. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's a cool show, man. Any? Uh, did you, were you a fan of the cartoon? Did you watch it all? Uh, we watched the cartoon a little, but the show was better. I wonder if it had the same voices, same actors. Yeah, you know, I, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. Not something like as a kid that I really paid attention to. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but that was a Jim Henson creature shop. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, For my pick, the number three pick in the 1980 TV show draft, I am going to take... Night Court. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to scratch that one off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, that saxophone intro. Yeah. So that ran from 84 to 92. Um, there were some really good ensemble cast shows in the 80s, and we'll probably get to another handful of them, too, before the end of this episode. But Night, Night Court was always, it always felt like a Looney Tunes, like, kind of cast or something you know like yeah. there, there were very specific characters on the show yeah it wasn't realistic at all you no. know you had judge harry played by the late great harry anderson yeah who was like this magician who had uh i guess got his start from another show uh that and then that character kind of like got he got his own show uh do you know what i'm talking well, about well i know he was on cheers yeah yeah, but he was on Cheers first. What was he the same character though? No, no, I don't mean to say that. I just mean like he was such a popular character. They decided to give like they, yeah, okay, when they when they were because he was very similar, but he was very like a similar, con yeah. artist on Cheers. Yes, and apparently that's more like true to like how he was when he was discovered. And I know this. they he was named Harry. Yeah, and and the reason that they they were I that I read always the reason that they named his character Harry was because he wasn't really an actor by trade. So they so it's just always naming his real name. They would name him his real name, so he would like you know know to like look it up, I guess, on his cues or whatever. That's that's just what I like read, and I've, I've read that or heard that from other places too. Yeah. So I just think it's interesting. But yeah, he's the judge. Uh, then you had Mac, who was kind of like uh, his. What do you call the guy who would like hand him the cases? Oh, uh, is he the, that's the, not the bailiff. The, is that the uh, bailiff, or is that what Roz was? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm the s- sassy Roz. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. But he, you know, know he was kind of like about, he was kind of like the guy that would come up with the folder and hand over the case, and you know, do yeah, that I guess thing. Roz was the bailiff. I don't know. Yeah, and then you, and you had uh, Bull. He was just the guy that in the in the, in the sweater vest. He always had that sweater vest. That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you had him, uh, there was Mac, and then Roz, and, and Bull, who was a straight-up character. Richard Mull. Richard Mull, very silly. Big, tall guy, just interesting to look at, just to start with. But then, you know, you got the, the fact that he was very silly also. Uh, my favorite character, though, was Dan Fielding. Yeah. Uh, he, he was always the best to me. He was like the, he would have been, I guess, like the district attorney, like the prosecuting attorney. Kind of had that like killer instinct more to him. I've, I've been trying to think of the girl's name. I can't think of her name. It well, Marky Post was her name, but what was her character? Hang on, I'll pull it up. Because he was always trying to get with her. Yeah. <laughs> always, always hitting on her. But uh, and she was never having it. Harry you know? Stone. That was like his judge name, wasn't it? Judge Harry Stone. Yeah. So yeah. Harry T. Stone, Dan Fielding. Uh, Christine Sullivan. Christine, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and they, they kind of played off. So she would have been like the defendant 
attorney usually like you know like she would always try to get off she she had like the scummy criminals usually and they would always like every episode would kind of have you know they would cycle in like these you know scumbag kind of characters like you would they would play for laughs Mm -hmm. um and she would always have to defend them um who else was there Mel Torme was kind of like an unofficial character. He was always being talked about by uh, Harry Stone. It was like his favorite performer. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mel yeah. Torme. It was, it was always talking about Mel Torme. It's like, he loved yeah. magic and Mel Torme. Yeah. And, and I remember in one episode, they actually had Mel Torme show up in the show, and it was, it was kind of, it was kind of, disapp- it was not disappointing, but it was kind of sad for Harry because, um, you know, in every t- typical show, like there's so much going on, they're they're moving in and about, and you know, whatever, and then uh, so like Mel Torme was there as himself to see Harry, but he would and he would show up like in his chambers, and then like Harry wouldn't be there, so he'd wait around for a minute and yeah, then leave, and then Harry would come that. back and be like, "You just missed him," and he's yeah. like, "Ah," um, but I, I just really enjoyed that show. Yeah, you know, like it wasn't like necessarily like a standout show. Um, I mean, I think they did win some Emmys and stuff, like John Larroquette. And every episode was very much the same. <laughs> you know, like, I can't, like, not one particular episode stood out a whole bunch. Yeah, he's on um, The Librarians now. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've seen promos for uh, it. Ruth watches it, though. Is it any good? Yeah, I mean, it's good. But I it, love seeing John Lewis. It's funny, but yeah, because when I see him, I just I always think of his character on Night Court. You can't and help it. He's just it. like such a scumbag too. He's like a totally different character on The Librarians. He was like totally like this '80s kind of, um, you know. He he fit like he was just this classic '80s character, you know. Yeah. He 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 was expensive suits and like womanizer, and he, you know, he would always kind of get what he wanted, but he couldn't have Christine. Like, that's what he really wanted because he couldn't have her. Yeah. Um, But I, I remember I watched that show during its initial run and then reruns. I remember watching that so many times in reruns. Mm-hmm. Like, I would come home from school and, you know, I would watch the, you know, DuckTales and Rescue Rangers and all that stuff. And then I'd watch WGN because they would have like night court reruns, like they run like two or three in a row. Yeah. Kind of like how like you see Big Bang Theory on TBS and stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Just long blocks of night court. I know, that's that's when I watch most of them is just reruns. Yeah. Nick, who are you going to take for your second pick? Uh, Okay, let's see. All right, so I already said I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> so have I taken two of your shows? Um, well, I Alf, I already knew. I oh, mean, okay. I did write it down, but I knew there just there's no way that was yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, which do I say first? Um, I'm gonna say this one. MacGyver. Oh, MacGyver. So thought about MacGyver. Yeah. So that was eighty-five to ninety-two. Oh gosh, MacGyver. Dun, 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 um, MacGyver. So okay, now who who is MacGyver? Um, Richard Dean Anderson. Richard Dean Anderson. Thank you. Um, MacGyver was a show that I didn't watch the show as much as it, to me. MacGyver was almost kind of like um, shorthand for something, you know. 
like if you're rigging something up, you're like, oh, oh you MacGyvered yeah. that thing, you know, like that to me, that was always when I think about it, I think of MacGyver, like I, I can't think of a specific episode. And then like MacGyver came back as a parody on SNL, MacGruber. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see that? <laughs> like it was like this, like, you know, the skit was you would always get some guy in a room and, you know, like he was he wasn't like as good as MacGyver. Like MacGyver always got it done. Yeah. MacGruber was always kind of screwed up. Like he never really got like that would always end in a big explosion. And then there was a movie. So, like, I've kind of got like MacGruber and like the shorthand for rigging stuff up MacGyver. Yeah, I, I know. I've said that before when I've like cobbled something together or whatever, like made something work. I'm like, I MacGyvered it. Yeah, you know, and I hope this isn't one of your shows. I apologize if it is, but you know, like when I think of that, sh- when I for some reason when I think of MacGyver, the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the mullet. <laughs> yeah, he did have that. He was rocking that mullet, uh, and that, but it was an appropriate time period for that mullet. It's not like he yeah, I mean, was it, rocking it, it was like normal <laughs> into the '90s or whatever. Like I think that what when did it run from '85? Uh, it, it, it ended early '90s. What I say? Uh, I lost it now. So Billy Ray Cyrus came out and he retired. He was like, Billy Ray's, he's taking it as high as the mullet can go. I, I can't. 92. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um. So who who was like, And I, so I take it that's a show that your family watched a lot. When, yeah, that was another like family show. Family show. Yeah. So take me through like, was it, was it an hour show or a 30 minute show? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I want to say an hour, maybe. Can you think of any of like what, Similar to, I want to. I keep wanting to reference other things that could possibly come up, so I'm trying to stop myself. He would have like his reoccurring like arch nemesis. Oh yeah, Murdoch. Yeah, Murdoch. Oh yeah, and Murdoch is Moriarty. Oh yeah, yeah. And like Murdoch would always like apparently die like in some way. Like there's no way he could survive. And then you know like the next season he survived. Okay, (laughs) like a he would have like like a slasher movie villain. Yeah, he would have like some new scar or something or other. Yeah, like every time he'd come back like narrowly escaping an exploding building, (laughs) just with like a scratch. Like I saw that building; it went up in flames. Yeah, I mean he he was like just a like a master of disguise and like everything. And he was. Did did MacGyver work for anybody, or was he like just kind of? It it was weird. It was like the Phoenix Foundation, like whatever that is, you know. (laughs) 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 I don't even know what he's so generic. It's just all you need to know. Yeah, like uh, Pete Thornton was like head of like the Phoenix Foundation, and like I don't even know. Whenever you say it, like you say it like with the smirk. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta keep taking a drink when you say Phoenix Foundation. it's it's funny because you know they've revived MacGyver. And oh yeah, yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah, a little bit. Ruth watches it a lot more. Um, I, I've seen it like here and there, but they they've kind of really kind of fleshed all that stuff out a lot more. A bit more. So there's a little bit more like yeah. lore building in the new one. Yeah, it's. I can't even really explain it. It, but they're like some secret organization or whatever in the new one, but. <laughs> You, you but he still does no, a doodad like with you know coke cans and like you know tinfoil. Nobody and, really had a clue like <laughs> why is he here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to save the day, MacGyver. Like who's this guy with a mullet? We never even asked you. Yeah, like whatever situation he's in, it's like why are you even there? <laughs> but he's there. Yeah. Uh, was there a favorite uh, 
gizmo that he constructed that sticks out in your mind that you can think of? Oh, I don't know. Oh, they were all probably I so mean, similar. You know, just give him some bubble gum and <laughs> paper clip and a rubber a pair band. of headphones, and he like takes it apart and takes out pieces. Makes a jet plane. A jet, <laughs> jet pack. He flies out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the joke. That's what I'm talking about. That's, it was just always kind of like a shorthand joke. By the, I, I didn't think that Mag- I was too cool for MacGyver, but MacGyver was. I think it played on like CBS or something, which was like kind of the older person's network so you know in my mind it was like the same people that like macgyver are the same people that watched matlock you know or something because it, it was but it, that's not fair because i mean i know it's not fair people who watch macgyver probably like it for all the reasons that people watch like an ocean's 11 movie there's some like you know interesting little way that they're gonna save the day and they're you know he it, it's not the whole show is not about him just like making stuff out of random things in the room that probably happened very seldomly i guess in uh, reality oh no well i mean every episode there was oh, like what they oh, did pull it out every yeah, so you kind I of mean, expected there, it there's that bit like every episode where he had to get out of some situation <laughs> oh how's so, he gonna do it so he just like looks around and right like, hey, let, me, let me get a little of this and, <laughs> you know takes a belt buckle off and then oh, yeah, like, yeah. pulls out of like a tooth with filling in it and Absolutely. melts it down with a lighter and voila he's got a uh, bazooka or something <laughs> something that fires a bullet so yeah that, that's that's a very 80s show yeah uh, and and so like you know it goes well like you got you know you got your comedy now you got a drama and uh, that probably was an hour long I bet yeah I think so it, it probably was one of those shows that came on around nine o'clock to ten o'clock and you know I don't know eight to nine probably oh eight to I nine mean, my bedtime was like oh nine, okay you know? <laughs> All right, that's true it was like a family show so yeah I could maybe see that from eight to nine um yeah I wish I wish I could lend more to MacGyver but like and I saw it on the list and. It, I kind of paused for a moment going, oh, yeah, that's a big 80s show. But then I was like, I never really watched it. So I would be disingenuous of me to put it on my list. Mm. But uh, very cool character, in all honesty. And, you know, it's neat that he's back. So and I think there's like other shows that they've rebooted, too. Oh, yeah. So that that's not like, was it Magnum? They rebooted recently, too. Cool. Anything else about MacGyver? Mm, no. I could see Mark really loving that show. <laughs> oh, we all did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so for me, my third pick uh, in the 1980s TV show draft is going to be, and this, so this will be the fifth overall pick. Um, I'm going to go with The Wonder Years. Yeah, I came so close to writing that down, and I didn't even write it down. Yeah, so that that show was ran from I think eighty eight to was it ninety three? I think I wrote something down, but it's not right. But and it's it the show didn't run a real long time either because it was geared on on you know Kevin Arnold who I want to say it was like in the fifth or sixth grade when it started. And yeah, it, I know they went on to high school. Yeah, in the run of the show. And the show was all about um, coming of age. So it was like all through the years of middle school. Yeah, which we were that age. Mm-hmm. When The Wonder Years first aired, That's Arnold was like us. And even though the show took place in like the 60s, I guess as it was, so there was all that like 60s nostalgia, which didn't necessarily do anything for us. 60s, like I have nostalgia for 60s stuff now because of that, you know, because I was like looking, you know, even though it was like 60s, you know, you could very much relate to a bully in your school or your older brother, like, messing with you or, um, you know, 
kissing a girl for the first time or whatever, you know, like that. Like I remember very well the episode where Kevin Arnold, where Kevin gets his driver's license, you know, and, he, and his his dad had to like teach him. I don't how. remember that. Oh, it was it was rough. So, and like I said, I'm experiencing these things along with Kevin, mm-hmm. but the show now. There's a show out now that I love that I can't help but think of the Wonder Years, and that's the Goldbergs, mm-hmm. which has 80s nostalgia, which is for us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's narrated similarly to the Wonder Years. Like Patton Oswald is Adam Goldberg's like voice. And then in the old show, and Kevin Arnold was his, his narration, his grown up voice was, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Daniel Stern. Mm. And he had that great voice. Mm-hmm. And you're like, something's happening. And it was just like the perfect storm of great 80s stuff because Fred Savage was such a big star in that during that time, the like late 80s. Mm-hmm. Even in the mid-80s, he was coming up pretty big. The Wizard. Yeah, he was in The Wizard, which was huge for us. Um, he was like the, the sick kid from The Princess Bride whose dad comes over and reads him the story mm-hmm. of The Princess Bride. Which I'm sure you've seen the news of the Deadpool that the um, at Deadpool before Christmas is that what they're calling it? But they're like they're they're re re editing like Deadpool two with like kind of a uh, uh, Princess Bride kind of no no I have no idea about really? this it, no how's this gonna work no yeah and they got the uh, Fred Savage is like laying in the bed just <laughs> like <laughs> and Are like you serious? yeah and Deadpool's like reading like the grandpa was like who, who was the grandpa it was it was uh, uh, uh Columbo Columbo yeah it was Columbo he's he's I think he's passed away hasn't he uh, yeah, he's around anymore I think I don't know oh that'd be great if they could have gotten him too was but, it? but yeah they're having like kind of doing like the Princess Bride where he's like telling a story so they're re-editing the re- most recent movie yeah, is that they're, so they're and, recutting and the it, movie. They're recutting the movie, and and it's gonna be in theaters like around Christmas time. I did something. not hear this. You're kidding. Are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> Unless I've I'm never dreaming heard this. It. This is news to me. You're not kidding me. I, I, I guess, can tell you're not kidding. I've got some wild dreams. I guess <laughs> that does seem like a wild fever dream. <laughs> like you woke <laughs> up in sweat. Can't wait to see that movie. That's awesome, man. No, I didn't hear about that. I'll absolutely go see. Oh, that. and it's um, it's supposed to be like PG, thirteen. I think. Oh, so they're gonna cut it towards PG thirteen? Yeah, huh? That's interesting. The Deadpool, you've seen Deadpool two, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in that. Yeah, movie. so it'd be interesting to see what they do to it. Yeah. I I don't know if I'd go see that because I know we even have our time going to see old re releases of movies we'd really want to see, like when Transformers came yeah, out in theaters time and to see stuff. Dark Crystal and all these other movies we. Mention like yeah, I would love to go see that. I we mean, did see Ghostbusters though. We got to that one. I still haven't seen Venom or or something else. Predator. Predator. They're both good. I, uh, I think Predator is a little more enjoyable than. Mm, I can't say. Anyway, that. Wonder, I'm sorry. Yeah, Wonder Years. <laughs> Wonder Years. Yeah, so, yeah, Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper. Everybody's first crush. Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper, who's like smoking hot nowadays. And like a genius or something like that. Oh, yeah. She's like yeah. really, really smart. Um, there was his best friend, whom i blanking on his name. Paul. Paul, yeah, yeah. Who people, like, there was that old, like, myth that he grew up to become Marilyn Manson. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're looking at him and you go, maybe. Yeah, but obviously it's not true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was great. He was like Millhouse. You know, he yeah. kind of had that same kind of, like, you know, 
gawky kind of nerdy kid. Yeah. Uh, then there was his older brother who would always like terrorize him and like yeah. make his life miserable. And he had the older sister was kind of like hippie-ish. But I loved the rela- I loved his dad. Yeah, his dad was like so uh, so rough in the exterior. There'd be like a hand, there'd be like a show from time to time where he'd soften up a little bit. Like the one episode, um, there was like one show where he took Arnold to to work with him, and um, in that episode, um, so you're always constantly seeing his dad kind of like you know, he he just gets home and he's kind of cantankerous and you know he just doesn't want to be bothered, tired from work, and yeah. But you see what happens at work. Like, he's constantly being dressed down at work. Like, his bosses, his superiors are, like, talking down to him. And he can't really... He's not the same man, you know? Like, And so, like, Arnold's seeing this. And it's, like, heartbreaking in a way. And uh, so they had this, like, heart-to-heart talk at the uh, end of the episode. And it went something like... um, He was just like, Dad, when when did you know you wanted to become, like the assistant district regional manager or whatever? It was like, it's, like, just a job. And he looks at him and he's like, what? No, nobody ever just wants to be that when they're a kid. Like, I wanted to be a, like a, like a sailboat captain or something, like, real kiddish. Mm-hmm. So they, it was this great, like, heart-to-heart scene. And uh, he's like somebody who, like, kind of grew up without a dad in the house. Like, I pictured, like, that dad, you know? Like, I just, you know, you, there were all kinds of TV dads, like, they're all over the board. But he, he felt more realistic to me than, like, most other dads. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah, don't bother me. Like you said, I've had a, lo- I've had a long day. I don't have, you know, I, I'm not going to coddle you, you know, like that. I, I, I kind of remember that episode and I, you know, I just remember like he came out of it with like this newfound respect. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 He just saw his dad in a different light. Like, oh, my dad wasn't born this way. It's not, you know, he's, he's just, he's just, you know, he's just a man. He's not like this untouchable, unstoppable, like person. Like, you know, you look up to your parents in a certain way. You get older and you see that they make mistakes. They're just not the person you thought they were. So it was. It was touching. And that's like the series to me in whole, as a whole. Every episode had like some kind of um, like, revel- like revelatory moment. And it was just growing up. Mm-hmm. So I always loved And the music was good. Mm-hmm. You know, they would always have those great tracks from like the 60s. And um, now this is one thing I don't really remember. Do you remember... Like the very first episode, like they had a brother who went off to Vietnam and was killed. Do you recall that? Because uh, I don't. It was it's like uh, how the show starts. Yeah, yeah, but it it wasn't it wasn't his brother. It was it was Winnie's brother. Oh, okay. It was so it was her brother? Yes. That's heavy, man. Yeah. Uh, so like right up right off the bat, you know, like there was all of these comedic elements to the show, but. It was always grounded in trauma, you know, yeah. so I really liked that show. It only went on for so many years. Uh, it always killed me how, like, Arnold would, al- Kevin would always get, like, the cutest girlfriends. I remember Alicia Silverstone was, like, his girlfriend for a couple shows. <laughs> was, like, back when she, like, I thought she was just, like, so hot. Uh, but, you know, I love that show. And it 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 feels like. You know, just I, I look back at that show as like a snapshot of growing up, even for me, like even though like there's like decades between when he grew up and when I grew up, mm-hmm. I, I just related to that show so much. Oh, baby,
that's my third pick. Nick, what about you? What's your next pick? Um, I'm going to do Knight Rider. Okay. <laughs> now we're getting into like an 80s show that had a car. <laughs> 82 to 86. Very, very 80s. So smack dab in the middle of the 80s. David Hasselhoff. The Hoff. Don't hassle the Hoff. And uh, what was the who was the actor who voiced Kit? Oh, um, yeah, was it Anthony Daniels or no, 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 no. That's C three PO. That's C three PO. Yeah, I can't think of. I his always name. get C. But but yeah, I mean, I, I love the Kit's voice. It was great. Well, he was he was Feeny, right? In Boy Meets World. Yeah, Mr. Feeny. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the great opening like theme songs ever. And Knight Rider, I think, has come up a handful of times on our show. Like, well, it for sure came up in our vehicles episode. I think we, I oh, think we talked about yeah. Kit anyway. Yeah. Night. You know, um, when uh, before everybody's phones would just do this, and <laughs> GPSs was were a thing. You yeah, know, and everybody had to get a GPS. I got my brother Mark a GPS that had Kit's voice, so it would tell you directions in Kit's voice. William Daniels. You were close with that Daniels. Okay, okay, okay. William Daniels. Okay. It's interesting how they would always find ways to write Kit into an episode. Because <laughs> he's just a car. Because, you know, and realistically, you know, he, he's just, Michael Knight's just going to drive him to wherever he needs to go and be like, okay, I'm going to park you here now and then go over here. <laughs> and then, like, there's no need for Kit anymore. Well, Kit could drive himself. He could. He was, he was, he could, he was like sentient, basically. He could drive himself around. And then they had the, the episodes where like Kit actually had an adversary. Yeah, they had the the evil Kit car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was interesting. Um, what was their organization for Knight Rider? Like they they uh, I don't you know it, I I just remember it had like the chess piece like a, a knight. Yeah, but I don't remember what the name was. You know, I can't really remember all that terribly much about the show. Except I can't either, except how, how great, there was a great theme song, and I was obsessed with Kit. Yeah. Like, I, I just wanted to see more Kit. That's all I cared about. Uh, you know, like, as far as, like, what, you know, everyone else was doing, I just didn't care. And they, we were little kids. I mean, like, what what were we going to care they about? They would do, like, the Dukes of Hazard, like, slow motion jumps. <laughs> yeah, Kit, except Kit didn't need like a bale of hay on the side of the road to ramp. Like, he could just kind of <laughs> jump stuff himself, couldn't he? Yeah. Didn't he have like some sort of capability? Yeah, he would have like turbo boosters or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, turbo boosters. Um, and like there was like a truck that they would roll up into, and that was yeah. kind of like their mobile command center, you know? Yeah, that kind of reminded me of uh, that game Spy Hunter, you know? Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, and. Spy Hunter, I guess, came out after the show, so I'm sure it kind of yeah. took its cue from that. Well, they were right around the same time, but it says here, Knight Rider, you say it was in 82? Wow, I, I think of Knight Rider being, like, later. Mm. And that show's been, and I'm sure you're right, that show's been rebooted, too. Like, did you know that that came back? Like, uh, one, yeah. at least once. Uh, yeah, a couple times, I think. There was, like, a Knight Rider 2000. <laughs> yeah, there was Knight Rider 2000, and then there was another one that was, like, around 10 years ago where they, you know, brought him back as, like, some new car. You know, it wasn't like obviously a Trans Am or anything anymore. Yeah, and maybe it was like a Mustang or a, like I don't a think something. Any of them were all that terribly good. Yeah, no, well, and then probably even the original show wasn't all that fantastic. Well, but we can't remember much. No, so. we can't really remember. <laughs> I mean, the the show the show gets drafted on Kit alone. Yes, basically. Yeah, doing all those cool things. I, I love the uh, effect of the little red light 
in the front. Yeah. And a little woo-woo sound effect that they would give him. And and inside, it would have, like, when he talked, it would have the... Like, kind of like a stereo equalizer. Yeah. You know, like the little LED. Would, there would there'd be, like, a couple of bars. And, yeah, it was just, like, from his voice. Yeah. So that kind of gave Kit a face, almost. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he would get in the car and... He would advise Michael on what, you know, would be the best course of action. I'm, I'm kind of just guessing, you know, like in my mind, in my kid brain, that's what I remember. Is yeah. that he would give Michael advice. Michael would be kind of like this renegade, do it by his own rules. I'm kind of picturing it like MacGyver. <laughs> like there's, it's this organization that you don't even know what they do. Who cares? <laughs> How did you get here? But unlike MacGyver, he shows up in this bitchin' car, you know, so like they don't care. <laughs> and, you know, David Hasselhoff was a really big star back then. Yeah. You know, he shows up in his like big old hair and locks and his leather jacket and looking all cool. Yeah. And uh so, you know, you're welcoming of him. You're know, like, ah, oh, this is weirdo loner with a mullet. He doesn't have a button up shirt. Yeah, yeah pretty up, much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that that's a pretty interesting. I I remember having Okay, so like I'm thinking in terms of merchandising. What what of Night Rider did merchandising, I have? merchandising. Merchandising where the real money's made. <laughs> I think I had um, some coloring books, maybe. Uh, I never had a toy, though. I never had, like, a Knight Rider toy, which would have been great. Yeah, I don't know if we had anything. There was a slot car set, you know, like the little oh, slot yeah. car race cars you could, like, yeah. ride around in a figure eight. There was one on Knight Rider. And it was, like, the same company that would do, like, G.I. Joe and the Transformer. Like, it was always, like, the same company. They would just slap, like, another IP on it. Right. And, and one time they had the Knight Rider car. So that was something they could do. Um, but surely to God, there was like an RC car or something, you know, like I'll tell you what, nowadays, like people who are adults like us, there's probably tons of cool kit stuff out there. Now you can buy probably like radio control cars that you can talk into like from your watch and right. <laughs> like it speaks. So I don't know. It's a cool show. It was a cool, cool car. Good theme song. Good theme song. <laughs> shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. And I love the Buster Rhymes like right. version of that, like fired up song is phenomenal. All right, so we're that was the 6th overall pick. So now with the 7th overall pick. I think it's the 7th. Let's see how many have I done. So I've done Alf, I Night did. Court and Wonder Years. You've three. done So this is the 7th pick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for the 7th pick in the 1980 TV show draft. I'm loving that that theme. I'm going to go with the show called That's Incredible. I don't even know that show. Yes, you do. This show came on in the early 80s. It ran from like 80 to 84 and um, it was like That's Incredible whether you remember it or not was one of the, it was one of those shows where they would get interesting acts on to the show and discover like Tiger Woods was discovered on That's Incredible as a little kid. Um, they there was an episode where they held the video game World Championships and Twin Galaxies was featured on one of the episodes. Uh, yeah. um, there, this show I remember pretty pretty uh, vividly. Uh, there was one cool and so like there were like acts like they would well they would also do like the Rubik's Cube World Championships where they would have. You know, like the first part of the show would be regional things where they'd have all the kids like doing the Rubik's Cubes 
And, you know, like, of course, they got, like, the 80s bowl cuts and the big old tinted glasses. You know, it's awesome. And I love it. And then, like, when they'd get to the show, it would be, like, the best of the best. Like, some, some dork from Texas and, like, some introvert from Connecticut. You know, like, they'd get, they would face off and they would do it so fast. It was amazing. I forgot how big of a phenomenon Rubik's Cubes were. But the episode that stands out to me the most was they had... Um, they they would do like these dramatizations like now surely you remember shows like Unsolved Mysteries where you know they would do like dramatizations of of events like accounts like mm. things that would happen and that's incredible was like part like let's get some really interesting people on the show and part weird spooky things that you can't believe happened and it was the early eighties so like nobody was around debunking this stuff there's like no internet there's no Snopes. Right. So if you present it in a realistic enough way, it, you just buy it. So there was an episode where, and I had to go find it on YouTube because I was only barely remembering it, but it exists. And you could find it on YouTube. They had um, like a psychic. In, so, there, so there's this Toys R Us that was haunted, supposedly. And, um, you know, employees would report instances of like toys, like being like flung from shelves. Uh, you know, who, who knows like what people are imagining and it's, it's all played up for the show, but so they get this, um, like psychic, someone who's like sensitive to these things. They bring her on the show and then they get like a guy who's got like two types of different, like a high speed film that like shoots like in the dark and infrared film where you could see things that like you wouldn't normally see like to the naked eye. And they, they have like this kind of like seance kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And there's a group of people and they're all like in this Toys R Us at night after after hours. And uh, she's like talking. She's like, oh, really? OK, so she's like talking to the spirit. And all the while they're showing like pictures that they're snapping. And, you know, she's like, oh, now he's leaning up against the wall as he's talking to me now. And then they would show like a snapshot of like this kind of shadowy figure like up against the wall. So, again, they're they're kind of like it's all bull crap, but they're just like they're painting it in this like kind of realistic light. Mm-hmm. This seemingly normal toy store is a popular place for local kids. There are those who claim that it's a favorite haunt of a very playful ghost. It's at night after closing time when the toy store becomes most haunted. Could a ghost be lurking here in this irresistible playground? And, uh, you know, so they did some research. Uh, the, apparently the Toys R Us was built on this plantation, this old home. And uh, one of the uh, one of the kids, well, one of the daughters of the, like, rich plantation owner was in love with, like, some help, somebody from the help, somebody, like, of the help, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, like he dies somehow and like so he never gets to realize his true love so he's kind of like there still and like he's the guy who's like haunting the toys r us and it's it's so cheesy and baloney and i'm watching it now and i'm going oh as an adult you just like dismiss it right away like none of this like even comes close to being realistic now but but as a kid i'm like watching this as a kid it's blowing my mind. I'm like seven years old and I'm watching this. I'm going, this is so creepy and so interesting. And it's got me convinced that like all this stuff's real, but that that's kind of like how I remember the show. Like it was hosted by like a football player and some, you know, eighties guy, like, you know, typical like game show host looking guy. He was on there and then they kind of co-hosted it together. And it was just like an hour long. 
And it was called That's Incredible. I don't remember it at all. Oh, my gosh. I thought for sure you would remember this. Mm. It totally seems like something you guys would have maybe watched as a family. No. You got to ask Mark. I bet Mark remembers it. He's probably heard of it. Yeah. He, well, he's probably heard of it because you guys were all watching the same stuff, apparently, <laughs> when you were growing up. But, yeah, that's incredible. That That's my pick. <laughs> that's one of my like out of like curveball picks that like I knew you wouldn't pick. And you've never even heard of it, so I was totally right on that one. Let's see. Okay. I've got two more to choose. So I've got three strong ones. Oh boy. And you've only got two picks left. <sighs> I'm gonna say this one because I don't think you'll say it. Okay. Head of the Class. Uh, I thought about Head of the Class. We loved Head of the Class. Yeah, it's that a was, great show. That was yeah, another family time. Another fine ensemble cast. Um, the teacher. Now, they had two teachers. One was like the guy from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, I don't remember. That we, it, I'm, I'm quite sure you're right, but I well, don't remember Well, they had the Australian guy later in the show, in the series. Australian guy. Let me see. I think I quit watching by then. Oh. Well, you don't. So you don't even remember the main guy I'm talking about, the WKRP in Cincinnati. No, uh, Mr. Moore. I know Mr. Moore. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. I'll tell you his name here in just a second. So call me by my first name, Mister <laughs> Howard Hessman. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. So he was. He was the one of the. He was the main DJ in WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, he was in Flight of the Navigator. I don't remember that. Um, but yeah. So he he was. When the sh- the series first started, and then yeah. he left the show, and who was yeah. it that they brought in? I know in? him. He's Australian. No, 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 he's not the replacement guy. Well, that's what's confusing me because I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember the Australian, and you're, and then you just kept going. You don't remember Mr. Moore? No, I know Mr. Well, Moore. no, no, I was surprised that you don't remember the. I, I mean, I know you remember him because you watched the show, but he's he's very famous for being in WKRP in Cincinnati, which was more of a '70s show, granted. Um, but who was who was the guy? We're still talking in? about Mr. Moore. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, let's. T- but I was just saying, I was saying there <laughs> were two <laughs> teachers. That guy, I know. Yeah, there were two <laughs> teachers. The first guy was him, and then there was another guy that came in like later. And uh, you know, I, I swear I can't, th- I can't find him. I can't find his name. But it doesn't matter. Let's let's talk about Mr. Moore and the and the class because they all stayed pretty consistent. Um, now, so there was the there was the dweeby kind of guy and the and the big kid. I want to say it was like Arvid, Ar- Arvid, yes, Ar- yeah. Arvid like was that. the like geeky kind of kid, and there's the big guy. Was it Alan? Well, I remember Robin Givens was in the show, and her name was Dar. I don't remember. Her- I didn't remember her name, but it was Darlene. Oh man, and what was uh, what was that one girl? Kimberly? No, Sarah. There- Sarah. Dennis. Dennis was his friend. Oh, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Den- so Dennis and, and to me, they they were like my favorite characters. I loved them two together. Simone. Oh, Simone. Yeah, I do recognize that name. Yeah, I had like a crush on her. Let's see. I want to pull up a she, picture. She was right one with red hair, right? Apparently, yeah, she's got red hair in this. She's actually like she's she's looking very nice, even in this picture here. Yeah. Uh, her name's Christine Hage. Haj? Hey, I don't know. How would you pronounce that? H A J E. Oh, Billy Connolly. I remember. Billy Connolly. Thank you. He I was the replacement. Yeah, he now. came in to yeah, replace yeah, Mr. Moore yeah, later. Yeah. I like him. And he, he was on the show for several seasons, too, it seems like. He actually might have been in more episodes, but maybe not. It kind of like, 
it kind of feels like one of those situations where like you have a notable star who comes in and starts a show and wants more money, doesn't get it, so they go out and replace them. It's like the Hogan family, you know, like where like the Hogans came out and it was it was uh, Valerie Bertinelli and she she wanted more money and so they brought in Sandy Duncan and like the show got even more popular with her. Joe, I can't even say it. Joe Warl, Warl, remember that guy, the like the uh, the Indian guy. Ah, no, I don't really remember him. But here's how, you, like, there's how you his name is. Like, I I remember him saying it. Jawa Jawaharal. I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody. I can't read that. It's too many too many consonants. Um, but yeah, that that was a fun show. I really enjoyed that show. Uh, it, it it reminded me of that. There was a movie that would play during the '80s that it kind of reminded me of called Summer School. A lot of these character names, like I'm not even like remembering. I mean, like Arvid and Den- Dennis and Arvid, and Simone. Yeah. Even like Robin Givens' character, Darlene, I don't remember that name in my head. Like, I can't think of her name. And th- th- there was like the principal guy, Doc- Dr. Doctor uh, Samuels, I guess. Was like, I look at his face, w- William G. Schilling. I look at his face. I'm like, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right there. Like, yeah, I remember that, him. That goofy looking, like, chubby face of his. Yeah. So the, the shows are like that are always interesting because it's like, you just feel like, all you ever see is when they're in that class. Exactly. And it's like, don't they ever go to any other class? Well, they were like, weren't they? They were like, so they were gifted uh, students, right? They were, they were, they were like smarter. They were like your advanced. Uh, I, yeah, I guess it was like the opposite of. Um, it wasn't like detention or anything. No, I, like, what was that show? Um, the seventies. Uh, Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the opposite of Cotter. <laughs> With John Travolta, yeah, yeah. rejects and like, and they actually had an episode that, uh, it was that had, um, I think Travolta was one of them, but people from Cotter that were in it, that, yeah, uh, they had kind of a Welcome Back Cotter episode, yeah. I, the, um, so I watched a bunch of those shows, but like, I can't remember a lot of specifics. There was one show where they had done, they had produced a music video or something, and it was to that song like "I Gotta Wear Shades," and they they were like cheesy '80s special effects for their video. That it was like typical '80s music video stuff, and I love that episode. But yeah, they were just you know, I think they were just. I guess it was like a period in their full day of school. You know, yeah, it certainly seemed like they hung out there all day. Uh, I mean, because I know they would always do things to like you know to cut between scenes that like the bell would ring and they yeah, would go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But then like all you would ever see is just in that class. All anyone ever cared was the interactions in that class. It what made the show Or maybe in the hall, like something's going on in the hall. I don't even remember that, but I'm sure there was. I'm sure there had to be. Like they had to just have more than one set on the TV show. Yeah. Um but what made that show interesting was because it wasn't like your like Ar- Arvid was your stereotypical like really smart, gifted student but there were all the different types of kids represented you know like there was like your you know like robin gibbons character was sort of the uh, princessy sort of molly ringwald character you know privileged very pretty uh popular um alan who you know or not but dennis you know dennis he just was kind of like the jokester guy um not not terribly popular for his athletic abilities or anything, but 
He he certainly seemed cooler than Arvid. He always kind of sat in the back, you know. Yeah, he was always the one cracking the jokes. It seems like. Yeah. Um, Simone, I guess, was just sort of like your overachiever type. Um, you know what I mean? Like one of those kids that are always like doing the extra credit. Uh, she she wasn't nerdy or anything, but she she was one of those like raising her hand like first in class types. Yeah. Um. Alan, I don't remember him very like I'm seeing his name pop up, but I don't really remember him. Um but yeah, that 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 you know, you mentioned that show as a family. It was a very family friendly show. And it was a total sitcom and it worked. And I, I loved you know, Mr. Moore. Like he he was like a very kind of um he didn't seem like the kind of guy that should be teaching these kids. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um what kind of class was it? Like I don't I don't know what subject it was. I, I maybe it was like history or something. Yeah, I was gonna say like social studies or but something. Yeah, like social studies could fit too. Yeah, I don't know. It it certainly wasn't math or English. I can't, uh, I can't really remember a lot of details about yeah, it. Yeah, well that you're kinda like me. Like I, I haven't seen any of these shows we're talking about. And yeah, not even the Wonder Years. I haven't seen that in a long Wonder time. Wonder Years I have seen fairly recently because I, I was okay. watching it on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix? And not anymore. I don't oh, think. I would love to watch I, that. In fact, again. um I don't think I quite finished it before it was taken off. That was such a good show. You know the interesting about that show? Sorry to go back to it because now we're on ahead of the class, but that show is one of those... Oftentimes, the shows that are really critically successful aren't big, huge ratings winners, and that show was almost canceled a whole bunch of times. Yeah. And its first season was only six episodes, and I was doing some research on it, and it actually won an Emmy just for on the strength of six episodes by itself. Yeah. So you, there was something about that show. It was like so quality. It didn't look like a TV show. It looked almost like it was filmed like a movie. But yeah, Head of the Class, very much like a TV show. <laughs> but it was always good for laughs. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I keep saying these shows that I don't really remember a lot of details for, but I just remember them as that's what I did with my family like in those evenings when it was on. It's kind of like you're not really, I don't think, meant to – they weren't so impactful that you're going to remember a lot of things in great detail. Um, I, I remember the one episode cause I like that song, you know, and it sticks in my head because I thought that song was cool. And uh, I just remember a fraction of it. That's it. But the friendships I remember are, you know, the relationships between the kids. I remember that. And, uh, you know, it's just meant to watch, you enjoy it and you forget about it. Yeah. And that's kind of how a lot of sitcoms in the eighties worked out. They didn't have a lot of gravity to them. There weren't a lot of high stakes. You just it was thirty minutes and you're on to the next show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that that's a good one. And I did think about that. I really thought about it hard. And I'm glad you brought that one up. That's a cool one. Um, all right, so my last pick. Oh gosh, I gotta think about this. Ooh, um, I feel like if I say this pick, you're gonna be like staring at me like. Eh. But you know what? 
Okay. For for my fifth pick in the ninth overall selection in the 1980s TV show draft, I select the Golden Girls. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Screw you, Nick. That was a great show. It was really, really funny. And I know it was about three old or four old ladies in, in this retirement condo, but have you watched that show recently? Because no. I have. <laughs> it 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 play or it did play. There's a show called Logo, and they'll play a lot of like old TV shows. And kind of like how TBS will do, like they'll they'll just wear a show out. You know, they'll show like four hours of it a day for like months and then not show it again for a long time. And I just happened to catch it on one of these swings where they were showing like a whole bunch of Golden Girls episodes. And it's so funny, dude. I like the mom. Yeah. You know, well, we had a we had a, an idea for a show that we may still yet do down the road. But we had this interesting debate over who. So, what are you going to just give it away even though we might still do it? Uh, no, I guess I won't. I won't. I know I'm terrible, but you and I, in the past, de- debated lightly, not not like a full on debate, because I think we both agree they're both great characters. But who was really the strongest, funniest character on the Golden Girls? And I would I would say that it was Rose, Betty White's character. And you were like, I like the mom's character, um, uh, uh, Sophia. Yeah, Sophia. And you know, she's, she's like a yeah, she is a firecracker. Rose is just dumb. Rose is kind of dumb, and. And so, like, we had that conversation. There's no doubt Betty White is, you know. She's famous for that role, and she's been in everything before and after that show. But But, but what I was going to say was, if you'll let me make the point, (laughs) is that, like, I agree with you. After watching the show recently, she's the best part of the show. (laughs) I see. I agree with you. Absolutely 100%. She has the best punchlines, and she gets on, she gets everybody. Like, you know, she gets Dorothy because it's her daughter and like she knows her the most intimately and best. And she 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 makes fun of her. And she's just got that look, too, man, with the glasses, with the things hanging down. <laughs> yeah. She would always go on those diatribes like picture it, Sicily, 1932. <laughs> I'm this buxom, beautiful woman. And like, you know, like she would have these great stories, like anecdotes. And they were always hilarious. And she was dirty, man. Like she, she was like this dirty old lady. And they were all kind of like dirty old ladies too, especially Blanche, who was like the one that was always sleeping with everybody. Yeah. What was with these 80s sitcoms and like people like this casual sex left and right? Like Dan Fielding from Night Court, you know, uh, Blanche from Golden Girls. Like you look at these old ladies and they got like these 18 like layers of like silky like I don't know, like, what kind of... It was, like, <laughs> 80s clothes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, it's not sexy. <laughs> and, like, the big shoulder pads and big old hair. And, you know, like we're we're meant to believe that she's, like, this swinging gal, like, with all these, like, dates going on. Like, it was ridiculous. But um, I love that show. And I love how they all kind of, like, you know, mesh together. And they, they complemented one another so well. And it was, like, a real topical show. Like, they there, there were shows about, like, AIDS and, like interracial relationships and stuff and like it really tackled things that you just wasn't typical for a sitcom of the 80s yeah. so it's it's a really it, the show it holds up so damn well it's really funny i remember watching that show with my mom strangely enough it was one of those shows that like we would watch together it doesn't sound that strange yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> it's golden girls i'm sure your mom would have watched yeah it. <laughs> yeah she was that age or whatever you know so she's kind of like relating to him but but the, what my point is like it it wasn't 
conservative comedy. You know, it was kind of raw and, you know, risque for the time. Yeah. For now, even, almost. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy that show, and I liked rewatching it, and I found myself watching it, like, every night. And Laura would come, like, working downstairs. What you doing, watching Golden yeah, Girls? Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> dude. She, like, sees me, and she's, like, cracking up because I'm watching Golden Girls, and I don't, I don't blame her for, like snickering you know behind my back like i can't believe you're watching golden girls i'm like this show's hilarious it's like the friends of the 80s and old ladies <laughs> it's really good um so like i i feel really strong about picking that as my fifth pick uh i'm closing out my my end of the draft with the golden girls now nick do you have any memories of golden girls before we skirt past it like yeah. i know you liked sophia yeah i already gave it sophia <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. We'll cl- I've incriminated myself quite a bit. <laughs> you would see the biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Now, see, I mean, that's a fine pick, but I I feel like it's I've, a great pick. <laughs> I feel like I've got to take away like some other pick now, though, because there's two that you just I got to choose one. Yeah. And there's did I did I screw up the draft by picking Golden Girls? Well, one of us screwed up the draft by picking something else. Okay, you're talking about that's incredible. <laughs> Well, either that or me saying, uh, what, what all did I say? No, no, no. These are all good picks, man. Yeah, maybe head of the class. I don't know. No, no. Head of the class is a good pick. I think that's a great pick. I think you should, you should be proud of that pick. Stand by it. I, I stand by it, but it's... but <laughs> It's taken away a big these, one. These other two, big Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one that I... there There's a couple that I'm like, I can't believe I'm, I'm not saying these. Two I, would be a crime if we don't mention, really. I mean, and, well, and maybe we'll do shout outs I, or something. At I the know end. which one I'm going to pick. Okay. But I, I feel so bad for leaving. Now, sh- should we do some shout outs afterwards yeah, so that we don't feel so terrible? Well, and there's a third big one that, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Okay. Give me your official selection. All the 10th right, so, pick of so the 19th. My, final pick. My official selection is Cheers. Okay. Well, that's a great pick. Which was 82 to 93. One of the best all-time like situation shows, comedy shows. Uh, ran for a long time, and some of the best characters ever. Yeah. Sam, Sam Mayday Malone, you know, like his two big love interests in the show that spanned those 11 or so years. You know, like Shelley Long. Yeah, and Diane. Then, and yeah, and Diane uh, and re- then Rebecca, Rebecca Howe, who was, um, oh gosh, what was her name? Oh, um, um, it's on Kirsty Allen. Allen. Yeah, Kirsty yeah. Allen. Yeah, it's like it's on the yeah. tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they were both really strong, awesome characters individually, but so different. Uh, but then, man, you had like your regulars in the bar. Diane's kind of annoying. Diane's super annoying, and I'm sure that was the point. Yeah. You know, Sam. Sam's kind of like this carefree, fun-loving guy, popular with everybody, and and Diane was this sort of pretentious. Um, you know, know it all, yeah, like actor, just, I, you know, you, you didn't, it didn't make sense. The two of them didn't make sense. I mean, it's just so many good characters, though. I mean, Norm and, yeah. you know, Cliff. You couldn't like, have an episode Coach, without Norm walking I, in. I love Coach. Coach man. is good. I mean, Coach was really Coach good. Coach passed away. That's so sad. <clears throat> um, for a long time, I always, I always kind of felt like 
it was shitty of the of the cast to not attend his funeral because that was like a point that I read. You know, like uh, it was it was it was sad that like they they couldn't uh, attend his funeral, and I don't know how to I, I didn't know how to take that news. But as it turns out, like they were not allowed to attend his funeral. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, so you know, like they were a pretty obviously they're a pretty tight knit group because they're filming their show together for a long time, and he was a big part of the show. It's kind of like the well, you know, like Sam was an athlete, yeah, and so Coach was sort of there. He was like a bartender, but he was the one to dispense all that wisdom, basically. Yeah, and he would look. They would everybody would look to Coach. Um, but yeah, so apparently, like he was so dumb though. <laughs> well, and then they replaced him with somebody who was even dumber. Oh, you know, like Woody, Woody. Yeah. But I loved Woody. I liked Woody more than Coach. I have to be honest. Oh man, I lo- well, I I love Coach. I love Woody and Coach for different reasons. Well, and it's like it's like uh, you know Rebecca and uh, and, and uh, Diane. Yeah. You know, like they're both so good. They're they're great characters. Yeah. And but it's hard picking your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um. But th- those were like the four big interchangeable, like the, the the two big changes in the show, and then and you like Frasier, who is a great, great, great character, and he spawned like his own series. Yeah, you he know, spun and, off to Frasier, and and I love that series. I mean, it's great. It's a good show. He seems like such a totally different character, though. Really, mm-hmm. between the two shows. Yeah, I know what you mean. He seemed more like of um everybody, every kind of guy. Like yeah, he he would always like kind of come off stuffy or whatever a bit but at the end of the day he was just like another guy at the end of the day spending most of his time at a bar (laughs) with with cliffy and and norm and and we watched cheers fairly recently on netflix and Mm -hmm. it it was interesting watching where like frazier's introduced and kind of you know it was it was diane's ex-boyfriend right no, no, no. Well, he was supposed to marry her. Yeah, yeah. He's he was gonna marry her at one point. Right. But um, just kind of watching that whole evolution of his character, yeah. though, and just but seeing all the things that don't make any sense of what you know him from his own series later mm-hmm. on down the road. Yeah. Because like you know, I think they talk about like his parents at some point or another, and you know, like in the series, his mom. I'm not sure like when she supposedly had died or whatever but you know the mom passed away and the, the father it, it's got to be hard because you know you you make decisions and choices on a show and then you decide to spin it off and you suddenly have to make the whole show about they, it. i know they do kind of joke on it you know in the show because like when people from cheers would come like on fraser lilith and, and they'd meet well yeah they'd have lilith on there but like they'd meet his brother niles and be like, oh, yeah, uh, Frazier never talked about you. You know, they, they would make yeah. comments like that. Like, he never right. talked about it because they never. Niles is such a huge person. In, in you know, Cheers, like, they like, never once mentioned yeah. he had a brother. No, never once. You're right. Uh, it was just always Lilith. But the two of them together were so great. I loved Lilith and yeah. Frazier. They were so phenomenal. Just her deadpan, you know, like sense of humor is it, kind of like. Um, uh, she reminds me of what was the Ama, Amy Fowler character, or whatever from from Big Bang. You know, she's oh, just yeah. like real kind of to the point. Yeah, she had a sense of humor. Very, she had a really wry, funny sense of humor, but uh, but she wasn't even near one of the top characters. I mean, like you know, there was a uh, Rhea Perlman who was Carla. A Carla, yeah. Carla was great. I loved it. I mean, the whole bar would get sick to their stomach whenever Sam would hint that he was going to go back to Diane, yeah. but especially her, <laughs> She'd man. go crazy. Oh, my God, she would lose her mind. We're like, Sammy, no, please, not her. But, yeah, they, they all couldn't stand her. Yeah. And um, But 
one of the main things about Cheers that I loved was that rivalry that he had with the other bar. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the bar? Uh, Gary. Gary. Yeah, yeah. So they, they would have these real elaborate shows every maybe it was like every year they did it. They would do things like for Halloween. I yeah, know. it could have been like their version of a Halloween episode. Yeah, maybe like St. Patrick's Day. Something like that. Yeah, but whatever. Well, St. Patrick's Day would be a huge deal for a bar. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, I would love those episodes. They would always they would get more and more elaborate <laughs> the pranks. Yeah. Um, and uh, so like Rebecca comes in and she's kind of like she's kind of like the boss. So it kind of changed things up quite a bit. Yeah, it, like he had sold the bar, right? And uh, so she was sort of there as the as the corporate, uh, like make make to make sure I guess that things were going well for the yeah. So for a while, like he was working for her, but then he ended up getting the bar back later yep. on. Yeah, uh, and then there was the whole like, uh, what was the billionaire um, Robin Colcord? Yeah, Robin, and then so like he, he and and Sans sort of rivalry was always entertaining too. Yeah. You know, they would have like little wagers and stuff that and would he would go to jail. <laughs> Robin did. Oh, because of like tax evasion or something. Yeah, something like, like yeah, that. like Ill- yeah. he did some sort of shady '80s business stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you're right. Yeah, so he kind of got his comeuppance eventually. Um, I love that show. It was a great show, and that that's another show that got its end. Like it got to go out on its end, like on its own terms. Yeah. I, I remember that last episode being such a huge deal. Yeah, like they 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 kind of you know, ended the same way it started. How did it start? I don't even remember to be honest. Uh, like um, just the the bar was like closed or something and like okay. Rebecca or somebody like came down like knocking on the door and, okay and you know he's like we're closed you know? oh okay it, it kinda, okay it kind of ended that way okay it's so, like a nice callback to how it started yeah. but what I was gonna say was like the show is such a huge deal like they wrapped the show and then they had like this live like hour long show after the show where like they would yeah. talk about the show and how important it was and you know all this stuff so it it was very people were very sad to see cheers go but it didn't start out great like i i think it was another one of those shows that didn't have great ratings but then it started picking up steam mm-hmm. and eventually became like the number one show on tv you know so yeah. um gosh who what else what else could you say about cheers um i like that it's like an actual location well, okay so cheers is an actual location that you can go to in boston but it's not like where they filmed the show, though. Where was it? Because it was filmed in front of a live studio audience, as they would always say in the beginning of the show. I, w- I wouldn't think so. Yeah. I mean, it had to be like a soundstage. I've never really looked it up. I don't know, but I wouldn't think so. But Cheers exists. You know, it's got like uh, the same like you know front. Like you you walk down into it. I think like because you know like you would see the people like walking down the steps to the the yeah. doors entrance of yeah. the entrance of Cheers. I think that all is like a real bar somewhere in Boston. I mean, I know it's a real bar, but I don't know if it came first in the show is, you know, like, well, this this has got to be where we do this show. You know, like they, somebody actually saw the real cheers. I was like, this is the set. We're going to build a set that's just like this bar. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've never looked it up. If you guys know, like, let me know. For I, I, I'd like to think that that's the case. I don't think I'm making that up. Um, But, yeah, I love that show. It was great. And... <sighs> Sam didn't really end up with anybody, did he? Like, I don't think he ended up with Rebecca. No. Yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, just business as usual. I mean, they did get together. But yeah, well, he always, yeah. you know, they would always, because the show, that's how shows worked. 
you'd kind of introduce two characters, and from the get go, you know, like, oh, well, they're gonna try and get together. They started to end it. I think that he and Diane were gonna get back together again, but then I think he got smart. <laughs> did she come back for the final episode? She did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember there was a cliffhanger. There was where, how did it work? It was like after one of the earlier seasons where he had proposed to her over the phone or something stupid. And like, so they were going to get married, but it didn't work. Like she, she proposed to her and like, she like, you know, it was over the phone or whatever. And then they got on this boat and it was like all romantic. And then she, you think she's going to say yes, but then she says no. So he like throws her off the boat. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> you I remember that? Yeah. I remember so like, that. that's how frustrating that, that their relationship was because it's like, are they, aren't they, are they, aren't they? And then like, they get to the point where they're like, they have a whole cliffhanger where he proposes to her and then she just like ends up saying no to him. And then she was like, yes, I'll marry you. And he was like, forget it. So like, it was kind of how it went. Um, But I, I liked that they did that because so many, so many of those shows were like, the feels like the interest of the show is built upon whether the two characters are going to come together and be together. And then when it does, it's not interesting anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it kind of is necessary that they kind of like, throw a wrench yeah like it. i wonder kind of you know big bang theory is kind of that way now because you know they all like leonard and penny got together yeah that's all they're all together now they're all together it's now. boring now <laughs> well like in friends you know like ross and rachel would hook up and then like chandler hooks up with monica and they get married so like that everybody's like hooked up and that leaves out like joey and and you know phoebe well, but ross and rachel broke up though but they ended up together in the end not really yeah they did that's how the last episode was they they kind of like end up together, like she she goes to the airport or something like that. Like I don't know, they end up doing she, it like twice. She like <laughs> yeah, she got off the plane. I think yeah yeah. There there was like an episode where Ross like she she had admitted that she well she realized that she loved him, but he shows up with like some girl that he met in the UK, so like kind of like threw things off. But then they they do eventually get together. And then that they break it off after like a season, and then at the very end of the show they get back together again. I promise you, they do. Yeah, yeah that's why I just said she gets off the plane. Yeah, 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 right. She was going off to Paris. Yeah, because she got that other job. I've seen too so, much Friends here lately. Well, so I mean, okay, you you end the show with that. You but yeah, like the majority of the show they're like on again, off again. They're, oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, they, they the, were for sure off before more than they were on. But the point we were making is that shows go on yeah. like Big Bang, they're together, and yeah. it's proceeding. But yeah, well, with Friends... You're, you're they, talking about the last show. Exactly, and that that's a good point. You know, like, they knew it was the last show. It might as well let them be together. But you, you okay. can't you can't have that be the show and then have it expected to go on. Yeah, because that's what I'm, they're like most of the show. They yeah. were like always kind of bickering at each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. Which is you know that's... had had the baby together, but still weren't together. And... <laughs> right, so messed up. I like Ross as a character. He's so flawed and annoying. But uh, Ross is annoying. He's super annoying, but I, I like him. <laughs> Let's do some shout outs, I guess. A team. Yeah, A team was one that I thought you probably assumed that I was gonna pick it for sure, and I I had a feeling you might pick it. Yeah. But uh A Team was a great show. I it's it's one of the shows that I kind of caught myself because it's a, like a MacGyver kind of deal. I feel like A Team had to be there. Yeah, it, it for sure could be there. And it it probably would be there if I didn't have to get squirrely and pick some other shows. 
Um, but I didn't want to pick all the best, sh- like, expected shows. I like to do that thing where you kind of throw in yeah. some kind of show. Like, because I guarantee you, everybody remembers A-Team. There'll be somebody out there that's watching this or listening to this, and they're going to go, oh, crap, I forgot about That's Incredible. That was a cool show. Uh, or they're going to go, I have no idea of that show. Most people probably will. I was for <laughs> sure you would remember that. I have no idea. I was for sure you would remember that. You know, it was, it was, it, it only lasted like four or five seasons, and uh, it came back in the late 80s for like one season. I don't remember it at all. Just go, just go YouTube it later on. <laughs> you might remember it if you saw it. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, eighteen, and like I was, was going to say, uh, they, they would always have a part of the show where they would kind of have to pull their resources together and fend off the enemy or bad guy. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they would, they would turn like a bulldozer, like into a tank or yeah. something. I, I love it when a plan comes together. Oh, I love it yeah. when a plan comes together. <laughs> it's great stuff. All the characters. We, and we've talked about the A-Team and that's another thing we've talked about the A-Team in yeah. the past. Uh, when we talked about the van and stuff and, and, you know, I'm sure we probably mentioned Mr. T. All right, here's one of my uh, shout-outs. Um, uh, family Ties. <laughs> yeah, that was on my list. Yeah, Family Ties was a, big a potential pick. Very, very, very 80s. Uh, so, yeah, the, the parents are like your kind of hippies, ch- kids of the baby boomers, and the kids are the Republicans. And, you know, like, they're, they're kind of like the hip and with its, yeah. which I guess would be any show. Or, or at least Alex is. Yeah, I guess I can't really say that. Uh, was it Mallory? Was his sister? Yeah, yeah. She the, really the didn't older care. Sister. I don't think she really cared either way. And then there was Tina Yother's character. What was her name? The mm-hmm. younger sister. Yeah, I don't remember her name. And I can't remember the kid, like the brother either. Like I don't. They they didn't matter. It was always it was always about Alex. Yeah. It was always about Alex and Michael Gross and the dad. I loved I loved how they would play off of one another all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean. Alex P. Keaton's a classic character. I had a show that, like, it, it's just, it it's really, like, the pretty much the top 80s show for me, but I, I consciously didn't include it because of the current news. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Cosby Show. Yeah. It was a great show, man. It's still a great show. It really is. It's hard to. It is honestly hard to watch, though. Yeah. Um, so I, I just consciously didn't say it because of that. And you know when it becomes really in, un, intolerable to watch is when he gets deep into like family value shit. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, shut so, up. So anyway, so. No, no. You're. I. I thought of that too, and there there were just so many great episodes like the episode with the monopoly money with theo and he's I mean, like, it, it can't be denied it was a good show yeah no no you can't take away all of the good writing and performances and lessons you know it, it totally was a great family show um but you you can't give it its due you just can't it's it, it's hard to give it any kind of acclaim at least for a while yeah it's going to take a while there's too much stink on cosby right now to even admit that it was a good show for some people but yeah. it, so anyway. it was a cool show um let's see um dukes of hazard was one that i was very close to picking yeah i i thought of it but i didn't write it down i love the dukes of hazard uh, uh another one i did think about but i didn't even list was uh the you remember that the miniseries yeah. yeah it wasn't really a show but that was good stuff man yeah. uh you know, i I'll, I'll never forget that part where the uh, alien devours the mouse or whatever. Like it, it's like the first time that one of the uh, human characters sees the 
aliens as the lizard looking because you know like they had those yeah. faces or whatever that's really like all i remember is like they would just like rip off the yeah fake oh yeah and they were like the these lizard grotesque lizardy creatures yeah. yeah but um that was a cool cool miniseries yeah. I, I i watched that in an entirety in its entirety like 10 or 15 years ago uh because i remembered it vaguely as a kid and i guess i i interrupted your dukes of hazard I no that's okay i didn't He's know we were gonna like talk in depth about every shout out, <laughs> I, you know, not in depth. Would, I thought we would just shout out and <laughs> back and forth. Oh but yeah, well, you, but Dukes of Hazard, give, like the whole synopsis for like every shout out. Yeah, you know, Dukes of Hazard is one of those shows. What all, the only thing I was going to say about Dukes of Hazard is it's one of the first shows that I remember revisiting years after it was popular, like on, in syndication. Yeah. I'd found I'd find out that it was playing on like you know uh, some cable channel, like it. 5 30 in the morning and i would like make a point to get up early so i could watch it a few times yeah i didn't like, really ever watch it it was awesome uh, i loved the you know the whole show and you know i remember i've got i got a picture of me at a car show with one of the duke boys like giving uh, me a hug yeah. daisy duke <laughs> oh yeah daisy duke was hot uh and then cooter can't forget cooter <laughs> one of the greatest names ever Different strokes. Uh, different strokes. I thought. Yeah. No, I thought for sure you were going to pick different strokes. Yeah. Uh, that was one that I just assumed you were going to take. It was high, but there were just others that I felt were higher. What you talking about, Willis? Um, I, this was one I wasn't really quite sure whether it fit the bill or not. But Perfect Strangers. Oh man, I um, that's one I forgot to put, and as I was like looking things up, just didn't see on a list and forgot about it. Really? Yeah. That's, um, that but, that would absolutely be. Uh, when 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 was that? See, that's why I didn't really put it on there because I think it went into the '90s for a little yeah. while. Yeah. It was it was one of the very first TGIF shows. Um. Well, it started in '86, mm-hmm. so I mean, it it so ran for so a good it, portion. I mean, it is '80s. But. You you couldn't call me on wanting to put it in my '80s list because it probably was. It ran from 86 to 93, so, you know. Uh, some of these others... It was in the 80s longer than the Wonder Years. Some of these others technically started in the 70s, so I won't even mention them because we might do something later on. A different show started in the 70s. It did. Uh, yeah, and then there was there was one other, one other shout-out that I'd like to give that was... M- it had its foot in the 70s and 80s, but I, I think of it more as an 80s show, but very early 80s, and that's Mork and Mindy. That's one of yeah. I'm in uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. How could you not love that and, show? And it was late seventies. It was seventy eight. Yeah, it was like seventy eight. So, but it had a very seventies aesthetic to it. So you may think of it more of as a seventies show, but it ran pretty well into the eighties. I'm just gonna spit out two more names here. Okay. Uh, one, one of which you'll. I'm done with shout outs. So let's just hear your one, one of which you'll know. The other one you'll be like, oh yeah. Um. Silver Spoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ricky Schroeder. And, and another Reading Rainbow. I thought about putting that on my list because that is so 80s and I loved it. Yeah. Butterfly in the sky. I can fly twice as I. Yeah, the LeVar Burton, man. Yeah, so those are my shout outs. That's, that's, apps. I thought about that. Oh, one other shout out that I'd like to give since we're in the shout out mood. You said you were done. I know, but I'm going to say it anyway because it'll never come up again. <laughs> and that's at the movies with uh, Siskel and Ebert. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I almost put that like it, I was debating it hard, but I went ahead and I took a 
I pivoted because I went with that's. Uh, I didn't incredible. really ever watch it. I mean, I, I I watched it every week. You know, I'm familiar with Siskel and Ebert, but I didn't really ever watch that. It's how we got our, there. Were, you know, it's how we got our reviews of movies. I mean, yeah, there were columns in the paper that you would also read, mm-hmm. um, but for me, it, it was watching Siskel and Ebert on Sundays, and uh, it it ran for a good portion. It was on PBS for a while through the '70s and very early '80s. And then it went switched to WGN because they're both Chicago uh, journalists. Uh, like one was for the Tribune and one was like for the Sun. Or yeah. No, the uh, no, not the Sun. I don't know. I can't remember the other big sh- paper in Chicago. And I just is love it watching the sun, Chicago. Is it the Sun? Okay, it might yeah, be the Sun because so. like I say Sun the and then I'm thinking sun. Phoenix for some reason. Yeah, know? I think the they Chicago may have a Sun, sun also, also. Okay, so yeah, maybe it was the Tribune and the Sun. Uh, but it was it was awesome because they they often had different differing op- opinions about what was good and you know like they they came together a lot too mm-hmm. and sometimes they would be like that real annoying like film snobby kind of review every now and then they would surprise you like I thought you know Dumb and Dumber was an excellent film and you know like that was like all I needed to convince my mom to go see a movie like they liked it on Siskel and Ebert. Uh, I'm sure they didn't love that movie, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I, I watched them every every Sunday, and I loved it because they would. It, it's where I saw my trailers, like previews, because they would talk about previews. And then, of course, you'd see like little clips of the movie. You didn't I get remember, any of that. It's pre-internet era stuff. I remember the first time I started seeing like movie trailers on the internet. It like blew my mind. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Like, oh my god, you can just see a trailer whenever you want on the internet. Whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, and you just like pull up uh Apple Apple uh, uh Quick Tunes or Apple. It was like Apple. Oh, like QuickTime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. QuickTime. Quick, QuickTime was like the thing. That was like the main like now it's all over YouTube, but that was where you saw like uh I think Phantom Menace oh, premiered yeah, on yeah. on QuickTime and uh uh, you know, like this, so like that's where you saw your movies. But yeah, that's a good point. But this was obviously years before the internet, so you, if you didn't catch it in a on TV or something, like a little quick fifteen second bit trailer, you didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I was always very interested in what they had to say about the movies. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Uh, thanks for. I, I thought that was fun. Yeah, it is a nice little uh, twist on our our usual five and five format. And I like, I think we'll have to continue to do that, like kind of surprise each other. So I think it's fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so um, I'm just going to go into our usual ending, you know, where I talk about how like uh, we're on a, on both YouTube and all of the, uh, uh, you know, different uh, audio aggregators. Out, like, you know, your Spotify, iTunes, you can find us in audio only there. Uh, we're also on Google Play. Stitcher, uh, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash bitgeek. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at bitgeek podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ron Avis. I'm uh, Nicholas at Nicholas J. Wright. Yep. Uh, you can also check us out on our Facebook page uh, where we will sometimes post pictures of things we talk about. Uh, Nick's done a really good job in the past, like creating little galleries specific to an episode. Uh, that's uh, on Facebook at The Bit Geeks. And that is pretty much it as far as following us on social media. Uh, this is our 50th episode, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we made it to 50. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cheers, dude. Here. Boom. <laughs> we'll have to. Oh, I don't have any more, so I'm just going to have to pretend. Hopefully, we, we get to do 50 more and just keep doing them. I, I'm having a great time with this uh, podcast. We, we haven't been on for a couple weeks. Sorry. Life you know. happens. Beards grow. 
Like, yeah, let's talk about this beard, guys. If <laughs> you're just listening it. to us on a Spotify or whatever, you you don't get to see this luscious beard that it, Nick's grow. Maybe it might be gone next time. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it looks cool, man. You should keep it. You got the new hat. It's the first time oh. you've worn this hat. Yeah, new look. New look, new beard. Was it you would joke that you might wear reading glasses just to completely throw people off? Like, yeah. Ron's got a new co-host on the Big Geek Podcast. He would recognize this guy. Yeah, you really surprised me when you walked in. My kids were like, what's that on your face? What's on your face? My daughter's three. She goes, what's that your face is or whatever? You know, like, yeah. And I was like, are you growing that for beard, November or whatever the heck they call no, that? No shave, November. Yeah, no shave, November. But you're like, no, no, no. I had that yeah. before. No, no, no. Don't give it away. No, I stopped shaving yesterday. Oh, oops. And- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just screwed that up. But yeah, so, you know, it, it's the holiday season and we're, we're just not going to be uh able to do shows every week with thanksgiving and christmas coming up but i promise we'll do them as much as we can uh we 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 already have uh we've already got martin to uh, commit to do a future show real soon you'll enjoy that topic it's going to be a classic topic i think so we've got that coming up and uh, so you know we'll intermittently be showing up on thursdays when new episodes typically drop yeah. So check the check the Twitter page. I'll try and let you guys know if we're gonna be out for a couple of weeks. So sorry we haven't been around since the the PlayStation Classic, but it kind of worked out because it gave us a little bit of time for Sony to release. Yeah, they put the news out. Yeah, what they, was it like three days ago or something? Yeah, it it was just a couple days ago. Yeah, earlier this week. Yeah, and, the, and of course the internet was a buzz. Like, well, of course it'll be like. Over a week by the time. True, this true, airs, yeah. <laughs> by the time this gets edited and released, it'll yeah. be more time than that. But if you know when the PlayStation Classic list was released, then you'll know when we recorded this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for this week, I've been your host, Ron Avis. And I'm Nick Wright. See you next time. Hey.